2: So, Trump has his sort of State of the Union tonight. They don't call the first one the State of the Union, but it is tonight. And that means you had to hear the voice of reason before the speech tonight, 8 to 9 p.m. So, the speech is at 9 p.m., and we will be covering it here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. You can get it on the iHeartRadio app as well. We will be covering it, but you had to hear your voice of reason. Michael Yaffe. This is Beyond Reason Radio. I am your host, Michael Yaffe. I'm joined by Tom Benson and uh who's producing tonight. Tom, do you think this is gonna be uh You think a lot of people are going to watch his speech?
3: (laughs) I I bet you a lot will. And I'm going to be watching not so much for what he says, although I am interested (laughs) in what the president says. But I want to see the reaction of the Democrats.
2: And I think that is why people are going to be watching. Unfortunately, this is what politics is now. Sure. It's almost like an entertainment value. How are we going to react? What's going to happen? Are they going to boo? Is there going to be back and forth? Are they going to walk out? What's going to happen? And unfortunately, what gets missed is all, you know, the important stuff. Like I, would just, <laughs> I, I
3: wouldn't suspect that all would walk out, but some will walk out. The, so you, lead, the leadership I don't think will, but there might be some lesser you know, congressmen, other congressmen who do. Well,
2: according to Fox News and some of the Democrat leadership, there are not any planned boycotts. So they're really trying to prevent that because the left has gone nuts. The left has gone crazy, and I'm going to play some sound cuts that shows that. That just shows, you know, a little bit later, that just shows that the left has gone out of their mind when it comes to Trump. And it's it's really foolish on their part to do this because it's not it's it hurts their cause. It hurts their it hurts what they're doing. But there is talk about um, how the Democrats are going to protest. We have some Democrats like Representative Elliot Engel, who said he's going to ditch his long, his years long tradition of standing at the edge of the aisle to shake the president's hand oh so no hand no handshake trump won't get a handshake from god somebody i've never heard of <laughs> but he will not get the handshake from him it's a it's a handshake boycott tom benson well, now it's, it's just heavy ridiculous. heavy stuff could you imagine i mean could you imagine if people did this with obama remember the big deal that everyone made when uh what's his name, called out UI yeah, during yeah. the State of the Union. Yeah. And it was like the end of the world. I don't, I don't think that that's nothing compared to what we're going to see tonight. Bud this morning on the morning show, Good Morning Orlando, which I produce and co-host, um, Bud said that he thinks there's going to be a lot of jeering and catcalls and that Trump will respond to them. Mm. So it'll be something like we've never seen, kind of like you know what he's done in debates and rallies, where if they yell something at him, He'll yell back. In other words, they'll the be, podium, they'll be baiting him. Exactly. Yeah. And so that that could be <laughs> could be kind of interesting here. Yeah. And the Democrats have a response afterwards, which is pre-recorded already. Is it really? I think so. No, I guess they do kind of pre-record it. It's, it's kind of silly, in my opinion. So I have the talking points uh, that the the White House has put out that is going that's going to be in the speech tonight. What do you think? Well, here's some questions for you out there listening. What do you think? How do you think the Democrats are going to react? What do you think Trump is going to say? What do you want Trump to say? And what do you think? You know, what are you worried about? Is there anything you're worried that he might say or worried that he won't say that he needs to say? 407-916-5400. Text to 23680. We'll get your comments in as well. So Tom Benson um uh, before I get to some of the the um copy points here from the White House. Let's play Trump had an interview with Fox and Friends cuz they're like best buddies, you know. He he loves Fox and Friends. They're just like he give him a tour of the White House. I mean, I feel almost bad for Elizabeth House Hasselbeck who used to be on the show cuz she left right before all this, so she doesn't get all the the perks of this. <laughs> but uh Trump was talking to them and he said a little bit about what he is going to talk about in the speech tonight. Here it is.
4: We have a really terrific, I believe, health care plan coming out. We have to understand Obamacare has been a disaster. It's way out of control. doesn't work. We're coming out with a health care plan that I think will be terrific. It'll be very inclusive, and I think it's going to do really what people are wanting it to do. But I'll be talking about that. I'll be talking about the military. I'll be talking about the border.
2: So um, those are the big points there. He says Obamacare. I'm looking at um, you know the talking points here of what he's supposed to talking about in his speech. He does have it here. Um, th- these these are the base. This is the basic outline of what Trump is going to talk about, according to what they put out. The first thing he's going to talk about: the president is committing to keeping his promises to the American people. I really hope so, but I got to tell you, I'm a little worried because there are reports coming out today that he's basically going to back off on a lot of his immigration stances he's going to back off on daca he's already said that in the past week which is something he campaigned against and that was an executive order by obama which was ruled unconstitutional Mm -hmm. and all the conservatives out there said this is unconstitutional they were very upset at that he's backing off on that he's saying basically he's probably not going to deport you know if you're not a criminal and you're an illegal immigrant um you probably won't be deported so that's a little different than what he promised and um, if and the, he actually wants some kind of immigration reform bill soon, and he says it's going to be a compromise bill. I'm a little worried. We'll see what the compromise is. If I were him, I wouldn't even address any kind of compromise bill until the border is proven secure. We need to do that first. But he says he wants to get that done. The other thing I'm worried about is what he talked about, Obamacare. I'm, ve- I'm still, I've been talking about this on the show on the morning show. I'm extremely worried that they're not going to really repeal Obamacare, that they are going to cave and keep a lot of it. Um, you know, so but he apparently is going to talk about that in the speech. He says our people must have access to quality, affordable health care of their choosing. That'll be one issue he's going to talk about. He's said uh, he's also going to talk about looking forward. The president will lay out an optimistic vision for the nation with a focus on the government putting the interest of the American people first. Usual Trump stuff. He says it's going to be more optimistic. They want this to be a really optimistic, uniting message. So we'll see if that happens. Um, He also says he wants to restart the engine of America's economy. See, this is another thing. He has been good at cutting regulations. I will give him that because that's something he can actually do without Congress. But the biggest frustration I have right now, and I'm not the only one with this frustration, is He is not doing a good job right now. And it's not all his fault. It's Congress's fault as well on getting legislation passed because he can only do so much with executive order. We have to get this legislation passed. We have to get Congress on board. He needs to show leadership to get Congress to get this stuff done. And it has to be more than just, you know, he came out. This was this was the worst comment he could have said. He came out uh, earlier this week and said, who knew health care was so complicated <laughs> in terms of why they haven't passed anything? Who knew who knew health care was so complicated? That basically gives a line to the Democrats. Yeah. And the point is that I would say to him, and I'm going to talk about more about this later, is that is why the government should not be that involved in it. It is complicated. That's why the government shouldn't have all its fingers and hands in it. That's why you should let the free market do it. And that's why government just screws it up because it is complicated. But he just gave that to the Democrats and now Bernie Sanders is out there using that. So the Obamacare thing, I'm extremely worried. Hopefully he'll come out. Hopefully they will get this done soon. Um, but I'm really worried about what the replacement's going to look like. Another thing he wants to talk about tonight, according to the copy points, is every parent deserves a choice and every child deserves a chance. Talking about school choice, that's a big deal. I mean, I, I totally support that. There's a whole bunch of stuff against that right now. I mean, come on. It's, to me, that's common sense. You talk to parents of and some of these kids who had the choice to get out of some of these failing schools and go into better schools. And you, you try to tell them that, oh, you shouldn't have you shouldn't have that choice. You know, you should just stay in that failing public school. You try to tell them that. Y- yeah, it won't it, it won't work. So that's a good thing. He wants to talk about every family deserves the opportunity to live in peace and safety in their homes and communities. Uh, national security, supporting law enforcement. Yeah, it's a big thing that Trump's going to do. We'll see what specifics he has. That's something that's kind of been lacking a little bit, specifics. We'll see if any specifics come out. But once again, this is the issue because he has not been really working with Congress to pass actual legislation that has specifics. He has to do more than just say "Uh, Congress passed something on this. He needs to show some leadership. So Uh, And the last thing he's going to talk about is looking abroad. An American first policy calls for robust engagement with the world in areas of mutual interest. Um, He says, we support NATO, but our partners must meet their financial obligations. This is usual stuff that, you know, that Trump has talked about before. We'll see if there's anything new. So I think there will be a lot of good stuff, a lot of the usual Trump stuff. But I'm getting to the point where I'm getting, like I said, extremely frustrated because he's sort of wishy-washy on some of this stuff. And that's how he is. And that's what I warned about in the primaries is that he always goes hardcore first. And then he backs off to try to make a deal. You know, the art of the deal. He wants to make a deal. The problem is what are the deals going to look like? And the problem is... Congress, and this is Congress's fault too, Congress is not doing anything. There was major legislation passed when Obama first got into office. But the Republican Party, because too many of them are scared of their own tails, are not willing to pass real legislation. And it needs to be done. So they're fighting and arguing over what Obamacare is going to look like, what tax cuts are going to look like, what trade is going to look like. And it's it's really a mess. And if the Republicans don't fix this problem and Trump needs to call them out, I think Trump needs to talk about this tonight. We need legislation passed. He needs to talk about this tonight. If the Republicans do not fix this problem, it will hurt them politically. It will really hurt them politically, I think.
3: And and I've heard that they better do it within six months because six months from now, they'll start a lot of the people running for
2: reelection will get into campaign mode. Nothing will happen then, exactly, and they're giving the Democrats a lot of fuel saying, Well, they said they were going to do this, and they weren't and remember, you know people say, Well, this is politics, this is what happens, But Trump came in saying he wasn't the usual guy. He came in saying, I'm the man of action, I'm not bot, I'm the only one who can get this stuff done. That is what he promised. it's big promises, so now he needs to keep his obligation, but Congress also came in wiping out the democrats electorally and they came in on doing a lot of this stuff as well and they're not doing it it needs to get done now before we go to the break i want to play a cut here from trump which is a little unusual um on him actually admitting that he might have made a mistake actually being humble for a second almost almost kind of there, kind of humility a little bit as much humility as trump can get in terms of that, there has been one problem in his administration that he thinks needs to change and needs to get better. And um, well, here it is. Cut to.
4: But I give myself an A plus. Okay, effort. But but that's you know results are more important. In terms of messaging, I would give myself a C or a C plus. Why? So my messaging isn't good. I get an A in terms of what I've actually done, but in terms of messaging, I'd give myself a C or a C plus. I-
2: so. <laughs> it's it's as humble as Trump can get. A, hum, a lot more humility than usual. So he gives himself an A for effort. But then I agree with them. He says results are more important than you know effort. And he says with results and especially with messaging and communication, he gives himself a C or C plus. So I'm not sure which grade he's. <laughs> true here, but. You know, I'm wondering if you all out there agree with that. 407-916-5400, text to 23680. Do you agree with Trump that maybe his messaging needs to be a little bit better?
3: So if you do an average, he's at a B or B-plus five weeks into his administration.
2: <laughs> I guess, which even if Trump admitting he has a B-plus is a big deal. I mean, he's always the best ever, A-plus everything. He doesn't ever admit he's wrong. So that's <laughs> – I just I just found that fascinating. I thought I thought that was very interesting. Maybe the office is actually – humbling him a little bit. We, we, we will see, by the way. So in the next segment, I'm going to start breaking down because they're, you know, I just criticized the Republicans a lot. I criticized Trump a lot because they're really not getting real legislation done that needs to get done. And that's a real criticism, but instead of the Democrats actually really criticizing them on that, they've just gone nuts and they've gone crazy. And it's more to attacking Trump as a racist, a bigot, all this stuff. And, um, you know, it just helps Trump. I hope they realize it. It just helps Trump. 407-916-5400. Text to 23680. This is a special edition of Beyond Reason Radio. By the way, after the show at 9 p.m., we will be covering Trump's address to Congress right here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. This is Beyond Reason Radio. I'm your host, Michael Yaffe. We'll be right back.
0: You want to listen to Beyond Reason Radio live on your smartphone? Download the Beyond Reason Radio app now. Available in the Google Play or Apple App Stores. The voice of reason in a world that is beyond reason is back now.
2: Yes, welcome back to the show. This is Beyond Reason Radio. I'm your voice of reason, Michael Yaffe. We are doing the show right up till 9 p.m., and then right at 9 p.m. we'll go to Trump's speech in terms of uh he's a joint address to Congress he'll usually it's the state of the union but they don't call they don't call it the first uh, they don't call the first one the state of the union. If you have any comments, you can call 407-916-5400 you can text to 23680 if you miss any of the show, make sure to download the Beyond Reason app and check the podcast of any show I have ever done. So I'm getting some texts coming in on this actually and um on terms of what they think about what Trump's saying, what they want Trump to say. Uh, one person said term limits needs to be seriously addressed. Could not agree more. I mean, that's one of the biggest problems with Congress right now is term limits. Um, uh, another person said his messaging has been an F. The travel ban rollout was horrible. The Flynn issue was horrible. His surrogates on TV all the time lying horrible. Um, I would not say it's that horrible, but... I have a feeling this person probably doesn't like Trump too much. But but in terms of the the rollout of the travel ban was not not good. I mean, if, if we're going to be honest, it was not they needed to make some things more clear on that. So and at least Trump's actually admitting that he was showed a little bit humility at that point and admitted that. But, of course, one person said, uh, yeah, Obama, that's kind of sarcastic. He said, yeah, Obama was the most humble guy that I ever met. I agree with you. Obama wasn't very humble either, but Obama was definitely a narcissist as well. There's actually, (laughs) you know, in some ways Trump and Obama are very much alike. They just have completely different approaches to things. But I'm convinced to this day that Obama likes Trump more than Hillary. Uh, He campaigned for Hillary because he wanted his agenda. But I think personally, I bet you Obama likes Trump more than Hillary. But speaking of the Democrats, you know, there are a lot of legitimate criticisms with the Trump administration to me right now and with Republicans in Congress because we have to get this legislation passed. We need to know what tax reform is going to look like now. We need to know what Obamacare repeal and replacement is going to look like now. And he's talking about immigration, Bill. What is that going to look like? Uh, Republicans in Congress have been kind of wishy-washy on that in the past. So there's some legitimate criticisms, but the left, oh, they, they don't know how to legitimately criticize anyone. Their, their playbook now is to just, once again, bash Trump personally and call him names and call the supporters names. And if they think it's going to work, it's not going to work because they're, the, the supporters, a lot of his supporters know that he is not the ideal guy, man of character, but that's not why they voted for him. They voted for him for what he represents, and they voted for him because he's not bought, and they voted for him because they think he can get things done. So if he doesn't get things done, then that's a legitimate criticism. But all this personality stuff, people don't care. They know. They know Trump's not the—but the left has gone way too far crazy with their criticisms of Trump. I mean, just listen to Nancy Pelosi here. Nancy Pelosi was on ABC this week. I know. If I say the words Nancy Pelosi— Uh, Tom Benson in the control room cringes. (laughs) But uh, this is what she said about Trump on ABC this week on Sunday.
1: They've done nothing except put Wall Street first, make America sick again, instill fear in our immigrant population in our country, and make sure that Russia maintains its grip, its grip on our foreign policy. So
2: she could have just went the approach that they really haven't accomplished that much yet. And that's a legitimate criticism, but instead she goes, he wants to make America sick again. He wants Russia's have grip on our foreign policy and he's just for wall street. And it's just like, you're, you're going too far. You can't just attack Trump like that. Expect you to expect that to work. So, and then let's go to, um, uh, what's, what's the next one here. We got Debbie Wasserman Schultz, this cut floored me. But this is another thing the left has been doing lately. Her criticism of Trump is now that he's basically anti-Semitic. This is what she said:
1: the license that his campaign and since he was sworn in, his administration has given to anti-Semites, um, whereas before they may have been uh, they may have been less um, cool or uh, less. Uh, Okay, acceptable to not only be openly anti-Semitic and communicate anti-Semitically, but uh, but to take it to the next level where they are actually going after and terrorizing communities.
2: So there have been some, you know, kind of vandalism, anti-Jewish vandalism threats in some communities in that area. And she basically just blamed Trump for it. Trump's an anti-Semitic. He allows anti-Semitism in his administration, and so this is why this is happening. Really? Trump. And then we're going to actually get to more of that later in the show because I have someone who defends Trump as not being anti-Semitic. I mean, he's one of the most supportive of Israel who has been in the president in a long time. So uh, Benjamin Netanyahu loves him. They get along great. But he's anti-Semitic? Come on. Now, then you go to the Oscars. And you go to Jimmy Kimmel. And so this is a bunch of leftists in Hollywood. And this is his criticism of Trump. Once again, a personal attack.
4: I want to say thank you to President Trump. I mean, remember last year when it seemed like the Oscars were racist? <laughs> That's gone. Thanks to him.
2: So, see, I mean, look at look what's happened here already. And just these first three cuts... He wants to make America sick again. Uh, he's anti-Semitic and he's racist. So there you go. Once again, personal attacks. They, they've they gone crazy and this is not going to work. That's what's so funny. I mean, this, uh, people are going to just stop listening to this because you're losing your credibility. So and then there's Jon Stewart. He was on the late show with Stephen Colbert. I guess he's making the rounds again. And you know what's really sad about this is his bit was kind of funny before this. He was trying to do a bit on the relationship between the media and Trump and how it's kind of like uh, a boyfriend breaking up with a girlfriend. The media is the girlfriend, Trump's the boyfriend. And the media is really actually upset because they they, they just pay attention to Trump and all this stuff. And they, they actually love Trump and they love each other. It's something I've talked about before on this show. They actually love each other because they... Uh, you know the media loves trump because the ratings trump loves the media because he gets all kinds of attention a love-hate relationship it's a yeah Yeah. love and it was kind of a funny bit that he was doing but then john stewart ended it and ruined the whole thing this is the left going crazy with this comment can't you see he's an ass
3: (laughs) no you tried to defend him No, 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 no,
0: no. That's just primaries, Donald. That's just election, Donald. You'll see.
3: We can change him. He'll get presidential.
0: Yeah, how'd that work out? It didn't. And do you know why? Because 70-year-old men don't get less cranky or racist
2: as time goes by. Unless... So, Jon Stewart... Just called him a racist, old cranky racist. So he's anti-Semitic. He's racist. Two people called him racist. He wants to make America sick again. He's in the bed of Wall Street in Russia. And it's just crazy. It's just going too far. But the left doesn't know what to do. This is their approach now. Their approach is just attack him like he's the next Hitler. Totally boycott everything he does. And what's so ironic is there's actually things they could legitimately criticize him for. And they're just, they just don't know, They're just going crazy. They're, they're shooting themselves in the foot. And it's actually quite funny to watch in a lot of ways. 407-916-5400. Text to 23680. I just got an update from Fox News that says Trump is going to call on Congress to expand access, lower costs with Obamacare replacement. Good. We need this. This really needs to get done. It really should have been the first priority of his administration. It needs to be the first priority of Congress right now. And I want to know that this repeal and replacement will actually have free market solutions. So we're going to talk more about that. And uh, this is Beyond Reason Radio. We will have the speech right after this show at 9 p.m. right here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. And you can catch the podcast at Beyond Reason Radio if you miss it anytime, And we'll be right back.
0: If you miss any of the show, you can download the Beyond Reason podcast on iTunes. This is Orlando's Smart Talk Radio. Beyond Reason Radio continues now.
2: So looking up at the monitor right now, uh, Trump is on his way to Capitol Hill. Mike Pence and Paul Ryan just walked in to the joint session of Congress, and they both got applauses, so that's good. Maybe, maybe Trump can get some applause, too. You know, Paul Ryan, Mike Pence had a nice, nice applause. I mean, we we talked about earlier in the show how there might be a handshake boycott, you know. Well, you think maybe they'll do the fake out where they go to shake their hand, they pull back? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I don't think so. It's going to happen. There'll
3: be enough GOP members who want to shake his hand.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. And they'll be be clapping. We'll see what happens. We'll see if it gets pretty heated or maybe the Democrats will pull back. I don't know. I mean, that hasn't happened. (laughs) I mean we always we always say maybe they'll get more civilized, but then like with maybe with the debates. We thought all the debates between Hillary and Trump would be more civilized. No, no, that's that's not what happens. So every time we think things will get more civilized, it's usually not what happens. Do we know who's giving the democratic response? Uh no. Let me look that up real quick. I did not I did have that earlier. Would it happen to be Hillary? I, I no, it's not, uh, not it's Hillary. It's not Hillary. The Democrats are trying to like lock Hillary away in a uh. in a basement or something and trying to make sure she never comes out again, I think, at this point. <laughs> so so um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised at... now another thing that's supposed to come in his thing tonight is he wants to uh, talk about the budget and he did propose uh increasing military spending by fifty four billion dollars and then by cutting fifty four billion dollars in other in discretionary spending in other agencies. So we'll see what happens. The whole thing with the budget, it sounds good to to increase military spending. This is going to be extremely difficult to pass. I'm all for rebuilding the military and building up the military. But this is the problem, and this is very hard to do, and when you have $20 trillion in debt, we need to seriously start thinking about cuts more than just a balanced budget. We need to start cutting spending drastically and that's going to be difficult to do while increasing military spending at the same time it's just going to be hard to do but this is the problem we face as a country when we decided we decided it was the role of government to be your retirement pension plan it was it's the role of government to provide your health care it's the role of government to to provide your education your college education it's the role of government to provide your housing it's the role of government to provide public broadcasting when you do all of those things and then we've all we decide this country that's the role of government it's going to be hard to cut spending when if we went back to our role which is protect our rights and national security we could afford to rebuild the military and we need to cut all these other things but it's going to be extremely difficult to do, especially when Trump doesn't want to cut anything. He doesn't want to do anything with entitlements. He says, politically, you can't do it. I don't want to do anything with entitlements. Well, that's the biggest problem with the debt. So it turns, it seems that you found out who's doing the Democratic response.
3: Yeah, the response will be given by former Kentucky Governor uh, Steve Bichar. Uh-huh. C- Kentucky had a very successful uh, Obama rollout in their state. They had a lot of people roll uh sign up in Kentucky uh, as one of the successful ones. So that's why he's giving the response. Yeah. who I don't know who that guy is, though. He's the former governor. He was the governor at the time. Oh, okay. B e s c b e s h e a r. So Bashar, uh, Bishar.
2: I'm telling you, I'm really worried about this Obamacare. I'm happy to see that. Uh, I mean, it's breaking news right now. Trump says he is going to tell. Congress tonight to pass something on Obamacare. I'm really worried what they're going to do because the Democrats or the Republicans are being, you know, chicken. And they really shouldn't be because one of the big reasons they were elected, and one of the big reasons Trump was elected, is because Obamacare is a disaster. These numbers, you know, the Democrats, look at all these new people insured. It's really not that much for how much we're spending. And it's... Those people could be insured other ways. And a lot of those people are on Medicaid. Do they really want to be on Medicaid? Does anyone really want to be on Medicaid? They would much rather be on affordable private insurance. But the Republicans, I'm telling you, they're being little chickens. and They need to stop. And, you know, Rand Paul was on uh, he was on MSNBC earlier today with Chuck Todd. And he, he addressed this very thing. You can tell he's a little upset. He's been upset with Congress because he has a plan already in place. It's a great plan. And Congress is basically ignoring him. Trump liked it. And now Trump's ignoring him. Health oh, healthcare is just too complicated is what Trump said, which is just, oh, dear God, Trump. That's why the free market does it, not government. But this is what Rand Paul had to say. We promised
4: the electorate when we ran in 2010, we took over the House because we were for repeal of Obamacare, not for partial repeal. We took over the Senate in 2014, we promised complete repeal. We won the White House on complete repeal, so the starting and ending point for Republicans and where we have previously been unified is complete repeal. Now complete repeal does not include refundable tax credits, which are basically the government giving you money back that you did not pay in taxes, that is simply subsidies by another name, it would be a permanent entitlement program, and it's sort of, Demo- it's a you know, a Democrat idea dressed up in Republican clothing. So I'm not for that, and I won't vote for that, and I think they know me at my word that I will vote no, but I'm also joined by the House Freedom Caucus, 40 right. members, and at least three or four in the Senate who are saying, hey, wait a minute, why don't we just vote for repeal, and let's do replacements separately.
2: Uh. I mean, that's what we should do. I mean, you could do it on the same day, but what I'm hearing now is repair. What I'm hearing now is they'll just kind of tweak the edges of it. And if that comes in Trump's speech tonight, I'm just, I'm not going to be happy. Now, Rand Paul uh, continued on with this point. Go ahead and play cut two, Tom.
4: No, I think you forget forget that we do have a baseline for those who are not able to take care of themselves and that's called Medicaid and we still would have that. We also have for the unemployed there are different transitional products that you can get, Cobra and different insurance replacements that you get until you work again. But under my plan the 11 million people who are in the individual market who worry about getting sick would be covered they would not have a problem with pre-existing conditions and they would get a better price obamacare did the opposite it made insurance too expensive nobody wanted to buy it and it led to a death spiral for the insurance companies we've got to fix that with complete repeal and we should replace it with the marketplace and with market reforms that will help everybody get insurance at a cheaper price
2: so yeah chuck todd was like well what do you do about people that are unemployed if you get rid of the medicaid expansion and Rand Paul's like, well, we're not getting rid of Medicaid completely. He has a plan to help those people. He wants to make health insurance affordable again so people who don't have as much money can actually afford private insurance. I mean, I'm I'm like a broken record on this stuff. But it, it, that's why I get frustrated because I don't understand why this hasn't already been done. Now, I got a text from someone uh, who said uh, the Republican establishment are not chickens. They want to keep as much of Obamacare as they possibly can can it's all a big show you know and that kind of goes to what ted cruz said at cpac he had said that um you know i think it was a private meeting at cpac but he said that the republicans don't want to get rid of obamacare because they want to keep a lot of the taxes so they can spend more of our taxpayer dollars and john boehner says you know it was all a big show but even the establishment were voted to repeal it 62 times when obama was in office So if they did it then, why is it so difficult now? What were they doing it then? Why what was why was Boehner doing it before when Obama was in office? Was it just a big show? Was it just an attack on Obama? I don't care about just attacking the other side. I am all for you know, I understand criticizing the other side, but we have to get beyond that and actually get some real conservative policies in place. And Rand Paul is the only one who seems to be doing it in terms of the budget. Rand Paul has a plan to balance the budget in five years, and all it does is get, gets rid of the increase in spending. That's all you have to do, and it could be done. And then you have a great free market health care plan that could be passed today, and the Republicans voted to repeal when Obama was in office, but now they're not doing it. So why did they do it when Obama was in office then? Just to hit Obama? I feel like so much of the conservative movement now and so much of the Republican party and so much of our side, all we care about is hitting the other side and hitting the media. All our focus is now on criticizing the media and they deserve criticism. I'm not saying that they don't, but we criticize the media. We criticize the left. We criticize Democrats and that's all we do now. And that's our whole focus. And that cannot be our whole focus. We have to get this stuff done. And it has to be based on can real conservative principles, not this mamby-pamby, oh, well, we'll keep this part of it and some parts of it here, and we'll keep some of the taxes here. No, I can't support that. And some say, uh, someone just texted in and said, Yaffe, keep the faith, baby. Trump has the plan. Where is it? That's all I'm saying. 407-916-5400. Text to 23680. Uh, Trump is on his way to uh, Capitol Hill right now. Apparently, he's close to there. We will be covering the speech live right here at 9 p.m. This is Beyond Reason Radio. I'm your host, Michael Yaffe. We'll be right back.
0: Download the iHeartRadio app and catch the Beyond Reason Radio podcast. The conscience in your ear telling you the difference between right and
2: wrong. Yaffe is back on the air. Yes, this is Michael Yaffe and the uh, voice of reason in a world that is beyond reason. This is Beyond Reason Radio. I'm joined by Tom Benson Producing. And you'll want to join us. Well, first, you want to stay with us because we will have Trump's speech right after this. Um, Fox News coverage will start right at 9 p.m., right at the top of the hour. So you want to stay with us throughout Trump's speech to get the whole coverage. And then tomorrow morning... I will be on Good Morning Orlando with Bud and Deb, of course, and we will recap everything that was talked about in the speech. We'll give our reaction to what Trump said, maybe what Trump should have said, how the Democrats reacted to the speech. And it's going to be interesting. I really want to see how the Democrats are going to react tonight. Because, like I said earlier in the show, the left has gone nuts. Their criticisms of Trump are just crazy. It's just too far. And this is not coming from you know really radical Democrats. This is coming from mainstream Democrats. And the bit one of the biggest examples I had of this that I played earlier, I'm going to play again here, is Florida Congressman Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who uh, did a press conference on some of the there was van, you know Jewish community has seen some rise in anti-Semitism attacks, vandalism, you know threats, and all that stuff, and they're going to really fight it. But of course somehow she used that and blamed Trump for it. The left's gone nuts. Here's the cut.
1: The license that his campaign and since he was sworn in his administration has given to anti Semites. Um whereas before they may have been uh they may have been less um cool or uh less uh okay acceptable to not only be openly anti-semitic and communicate anti-semitically but uh but to take it to the next level where they are actually going after and terrorizing communities
2: so any anti-semitism that's out there now is now trump's fault it's trump's fault is what she's basically saying so when you have that kind of narrative out there and the, the democrats actually believe this craziness? Of course, they're going to boycott the speech or not shake his hands or who knows what they're going to do tonight. It's just craziness. And it's not going to help them politically. Their party's very desperate and their party's in a lot of trouble. And if they keep doing this and they have legitimate criticisms, like I said before, but they're not going that route. They're not going that route. And in terms of the anti-Semitism thing, you know, one of the one of the big guys who's talked about this, his name is Jake Turks. And he uh, works for Amy Magazine, which is a Jewish publication. He's an Orthodox Jew. He's seen Trump in New York. He followed Trump's campaign. He actually was at the press conference and got criticized by Trump because he asked too hard of a question or something. And a lot of people said, "Oh, look, Trump's anti-Semitic," because he did that. But then Jake Turk actually defends Trump on a bunch of outlets, and this was on a, a British a British television show. I don't I don't know exactly what it was. I found it on YouTube, a British outlet, where uh, Jake Turk. talks about this whole issue of Trump being anti-Semitic and says it's stupid. This is what he said.
4: Here's the the president of the United States on national TV, assuming, incorrectly, unfortunately, but assuming that he had been called anti-Semitic by a very, uh, very Semitic-looking individual. So if you're the president of the United States, who, by the way, had very, very close ties with the Jewish community throughout his entire life and career, and for someone like that to feel that he's being attacked uh, especially the fact that he's been attacked for the past two years as being anti-Semitic for him to assume that he's being attacked by someone like myself is something I'm sure that was very painful for him at the time. And, and that's why he reacted the way he did. And I I, I can't say I blame him necessarily either.
2: So the left has been using that whole exchange between him and Jake Turk about how anti-Semitic he probably is. And And the guy comes out himself and says, Trump is the farthest from from anti-Semitic. He's worked with Jewish communities most of his life. He understands why Trump gets totally defensive, defends Trump's actions there, understands why he gets defensive, because the media has been totally attacking him. And why not get completely defensive on this? So this whole narrative that's out there against Trump, that he's Hitler, that he's racist, that he's anti-Semitic, that he's just in the bed of Wall Street and Russia, and he just wants to make America sick again. The left has gone crazy, and we'll see how crazy they get tonight. We'll see if they protest. We'll see if anybody walks out. We'll see if they shake his hand. We'll see if there's any clapping. I mean, you talk about people thought the right disrespected Obama during the State of the Union stuff. Uh, We might see, (laughs) might haven't seen anything yet. Now, I'm looking at the screen right now. Melania just walked in um wearing a nice dress she always she always looks fashionable you know mike pence and paul Ryan are already there people are clapping for melania so so that's good uh some people brought in immigrants some of the democrats brought in immigrants to protest some are saying like i said they're not going to shake his hand we'll we'll see what happens we'll see what happens but it should be pretty interesting he says it's going to be an optimistic message so so that's good He wants to focus on national security. He does. He did say he's going to tell Congress that they need to repeal Obamacare very soon. Apparently, he's going to tell them that we need tax reform, which we really do need, and our regulation reform. And a lot of it's going to be his usual stuff in terms of America first, uh, foreign policy, and domestically. So we are going to be having the speech. It's coming up in just a couple minutes here. We'll go to Fox News coverage first at the top of the hour um, I appreciate you joining me leading up to President's speech. This is Beyond Reason Radio. I'll be on later this week. If you miss any of the show, catch the podcast at beyondreasonradio.com. Don't forget to send me a firm request on Facebook. I'm sure I'll be commenting on Twitter at beyondreasonr as well. I thank you all for joining me. Stay tuned for the President Trump speech tonight and then tomorrow morning A Good Morning Orlando. We will cover it. Thank you guys next time.